So, uh, you were you were saying you were watching the Truman Show. <laughs> well, yeah, and it uh, it just so happens that there's a. Uh, it's weird. It's weird when Pensacola is in the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not often that this like it's a part of the panhandle that just like people know about it for spring break, and like to be honest, that's like don't go there for spring break. Go to. Go to Clearwater. Don't go to the go. Don't go to the Atlantic. Go to the Gulf, but go to like Clearwater or Sarasota. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like a lot of a, it's like an Air Force base, and then a couple other places for people in the armed services, and then uh, I, I assume there's fish as well, um, and then you're in Alabama. So that's basically what Pensacola and that whole area is, uh, Okaloosa County, as they call it, and uh, that's that's what Matt that's who that's the that's the congressional district that Matt Gates represents, the first congressional. Also, funny enough, you know who also represented that district? Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough. As in TV's Joe Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. As in TV's Joe Scarborough. Well, it's pretty amazing then that, uh, as you were saying, the Truman Show, part of it was filmed in <laughs> Matt Gates's house. Correct. What the fuck? Yeah. It's just another weird thing. It gets, it somehow gets weirder, but less like all the, all the other stuff that gets weird about this, you know, with uh, Matt Gates's dad, Don Gates. And like Matt Gates's grandfather, by the way, who was a politician who uh, died during the Republican National Convention, if I'm not mistaken, like on really? the floor. Yeah, he had a heart attack and died. His grandfather. He took a key bump and just like couldn't take it. <laughs> His I he was a mayor in North Dakota, and uh, he went to go nominate. I don't remember the exact part of that. This their family lore or whatever, but it is true. Apparently. His his grandfather, who was in politics as well, um, like walked down and collapsed and died in front of every, <laughs> in front of everybody. Wow! So yeah, so heart grandpa attack. Grandpa Gates died of a heart attack, uh, and then when they were both in office, uh, there was Daddy Gates and Baby Gates is how they were referred to. Uh, oh, yeah. Sometimes also he was referred to. As Creepy Gates, uh, <laughs> that's Matt Gates' name, as far as I I understand. There were uh, competing nicknames for him at the time, <laughs> yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, he is kind of a Matt Gates. I mean, if you're not familiar with him by now, he's usually the guy on Fox News, just kind of taking well, over the past several years, taking whatever line that is at the time defending Donald Trump, just kind of do, and then saying whatever inflammatory stuff comes to mind. He is a He's a congressman, unsurprisingly, and uh, that and he basically represents like the westernmost portion of uh, the state of Florida, and generally, what's what's most interesting about Gates is how he's actually like he's exactly who you you already know who he is you already know what it is. First of all, it's Purdy and Pirate Radio.
Mel's not here. Yeah, so let me just do the intro real quick. Yeah, uh, let's just I'm like... assuming Ash is going to be recording this. So just use some of that cold open. Why don't you, Ash? But this is so sloppy because, uh, yeah, our captain, um, you know, we, we didn't recall her. I know that she says she is democratically recallable. We didn't do that. This is not mm. a mutiny. She's just yeah. really busy in the in the captain's quarters doing some research and shit. We couldn't bother her. Uh, right. For this episode, so Kyle and I have taken out the dinghy, and yeah. we are out in uncharted waters, just uh, shooting the shit uh, about one of yeah. you know the most boys chat topics <laughs> that we could come up with, <laughs> which is uh, you know the ultimate frat bro congressman getting caught for the ultimate frat bro crime, which is you know sex trafficking. Allegedly, uh, yes. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, sorry, geez. For legal purposes, he is allegedly uh, wrapped up in a yeah. sex trafficking scandal with an underage young woman. Now, if uh, you're not familiar with him, just go to Google and G-A-E-T-Z, Matt Gates, and now look at him. This man, now, now is he in front of you? This man is allegedly... Guilty of a bunch of sex crimes. Which is so. incredibly insane to me because he he looks like a combination of uh, Max Headroom uh, if he were in the Black Hole Sun music video. He looks like that. It's just his, his face. It looks like it has extra bones in it. Uh, yeah, he's he, got his, a forehead and a half. He's, his hair. His hair is in a distinct entity. Uh, unto itself, <laughs> yeah. which is the the thing that astonishes me about his uh, prolific fucking, allegedly, his alleged <laughs> uh, prolific philandering uh, yeah. all across Tallahassee and Florida and beyond, yeah. um, which, you know, I, I don't like to shame people for any of their, their sexual proclivities. Uh, and, you know, I'm not even going to talk. I don't care that he uh, allegedly paid sex workers. That's not something that I think is... Uh, worth judging but he's he's a giant piece of crap uh for many other reasons in addition to having sex with uh allegedly having sex with an underage young woman so that's um you know in the nutshell why we're we're talking about um you know mr mr gates yeah uh, and what you know it just keeps getting worse for him which is incredible yeah it's fine like it, uh, what was the I think I think I saw a tweet earlier today that put it really well is uh, uh, Matt Gates has uh, finally found the uh, perfect scandal to take the heat off of his history of drunk driving uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he he's done that quite a bit one time he hit he was on his cell phone and he ran into like he like he got into a fender bender with like one of his supporters because he was talking on his phone while driving he's really he's a okay there's one good thing that like matt gates is good at and it's talking as much and for as long as possible until everyone needs to go home uh and that's like and then he just kind of says the most he he finds an audience for himself the internet has been helpful for him and then he whips us up sort of as much support as possible but like there what all of the stuff that people know about Matt Gates isn't what's most important about him. It's just what's most on. It's most well known. Like what what matters the most is 
the, the the connections to the sort of standard levers of power in like Florida Republican politics, really not even just the Republicans, but them in particular, uh, and it's through his father. Um, his father was a state senator um, in the same that that same area of Florida. He was on a, um, elected around I believe two thousand four. And before that, he had founded in the 1980s with a couple of other, with two other guys, a uh, basically home care, like a hospice, health, like private healthcare corporation. Um, and through the establishment of this private healthcare corporation, for basically like basically a way to get to get rich off of dying old people. Um, his, his, yeah, his idea to make a small business to get rich off of dying people, um, and their loved ones, well, took him to Tallahassee and eventually to Washington DC to essentially lobby for, I'm not to toot my own horn because it makes it sound like I know a lot. I I know a lot about this guy for no reason, but I've just been in Florida politics, but like this is really like I'm pulling the vast, vast majority of this off the very top of my head, so I apologize if I missed some details. But this, this, this is a pretty solid biography. Um, yeah, Don Ga- Don Gates basically, you know why like hospice and home healthcare people are able to get payouts from Medicare and Medicaid by providing allegedly providing those services and they get yeah. paid out at those rates. It's because of Matt Gates's uh, Don Gates's uh lobbying and that's um, matt gates's father just yes. to reiterate yeah it, the the organization is now i believe the in the entire country the largest provider of home care health care it's called vista fuck's a weird like dystopian generic name Vista this uh vitus Healthcare. it used to be called like the home health home health care incorporated or something like that um he sold the company in 2004. Um, they became the subject of a gigantic fucking Medicare lawsuit in 2013 that had nice. alleged, yeah, yeah, that had alleged wrongdoing between 2002 and 2013. Gates, the uh, daddy Gates, was not named in this particular lawsuit, mm. but uh, yeah, essentially. Now I don't want to like disparage his narrative about this. Like Don Gates is an asshole. He's a he's a bad guy who used his connections in politics and his money. He's a, he when he first ran for the state senate, he had like fifty million dollars in the bank. He's a millionaire. He's a shithead. He talks about how his uh, his wife was, I believe, paralyzed after the birth of their daughter, um, and how that had inspired him to go into the home healthcare industry. And this may in part be true, but the other thing that's undeniably true is that. He lobbied to be able to make profit off of sick and dying old, mostly old elderly people, um, and has made an incredible and unbelievable fortune for himself. And not just like exercise this in order to do some incredibly horrible things in Florida state politics, but to then give us all Matt Gates. We all have Matt Gates because Don Gates decided that he wanted to get rich off of sick and dying old people. So he lobbied in order to be able to do all of that as much as possible um, and then stuck us with his shitty fucking kid and like, thanks, bud. So so literally, <laughs> we've got someone who 
uh, basically found a way to juice a federal program for massive profits. Then uh, it created a strangely head-shapen son um, who he, he put through college at FSU. And he was the, you know, I'm assuming the quintessential daddy's money frat boy. Uh, based yeah. on just what I understand about him and what I know about him. He's known as being essentially like a spoiled little shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> a, 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 well, I mean, he has he he has managed to do to get himself into a lot of trouble. Like I said, with, like he's had a, he's been arrested for drunk driving. He has been. Uh, like, like he was, what was it? He was arrested for drunk driving. He, or he got pulled over. They smelled booze. He refused to, uh, sobriety tests. They arrested him. The charge got thrown out a couple of days later. Like he was drunk. Like the dude was drunk and he, he drove drunk and he, he keeps getting into traffic. He can't stop getting into traffic accidents. And he (laughs) like to be like, is it because of the head? Is it because his head's too big? He can't when he's when he's driving. It's like could be. Who knows what it's like? Who knows what it's like inside of there? I mean, uh, I I don't know. It it makes me think of this this other. uh, God damn it! What is the film? It's like a a musical film where the main character wears a a giant head mask the entire time. Oh my god! It's gonna bother me. I have it right here. It's not mask head. <laughs> uh, I have the slide. We're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to cut. It's, it's called Frank. It's like his head oh. is so large, and Frank yeah. is a strange, you know, character. And I, I don't even need to get into that movie and why, <laughs> I, why I enjoy it. But you know, I, I just imagine that maybe he does have some difficulty seeing out of his like very beady eyes. I w- um, maybe there's some depth perception problems. What, I don't know. What came what came to mind was the 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 uh, the very the very large man driving the car from The Simpsons. The the uh, is there something funny about my automobile guy? But then I <laughs> I am the one. I look exactly like that guy. I look exactly <laughs> like that guy. He just doesn't have a mustache. It's the only thing. Like the 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 so that doesn't work, but yeah, like G- Gates is this special kind of like you know like bottom of the trash can FSU solo cup who basically got then like bank thro- he got bankrolled through William and Mary for law mm-hmm. school and then mm-hmm. came back and then like he practiced law at a law firm for like a year to where he like he defended homeowners associations and stuff like that and was like a part of lawsuits about volleyball nets and shit. Like really, nice. the just the bare minimum. So see, this is where we're getting at. At like, I I I I'm I'm really happy about this news story because it's introducing the various class based gradations of Florida men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not all Florida men were created equally. Uh, no. This is this is sort of like where the the Gates brand and the Greenberg brand, which we'll get into Joel Greenberg, but. Uh, Another character who's come into even more personal, someone I know personally, um, in this <laughs> in this story. I, Florida politics are so weird, but uh, there's this like particular kind of like rich shithead who just kind of like works at these like very politically connected law firms and is bankrolled by their father through the necessary like 
stops on the way to like maybe deciding to like actually run for something and then i mean he ran for the floor he, ra- he ran for the florida house and like essentially he's this kind of perfect intersection of the new form of like media-based like sort of like wild flinging of signifier like non-politic reactionary thing and that's come in like the trump and maybe even kind of like the q sphere a little bit in this sort of reactionary right as well as he's totally a part of that he's totally yeah he's he he i mean he he's the he's got the brand like it's because it's what it is it's a brand and in when you embody that in your personality it's just like you just look at it is in how they tweet they all kind of tweet in the same way and so no please i was gonna say i mean he he has this uh classic like shit poster as congressman attitude he was elected in what 2017 uh or he got into office in 2017 and he's a part of this wave of you know far right QAnon tinged you know absolute trumper republicans who are less interested in doing any form of legislation or policy and more so interested in just fanning these like strange culture war things and giving cover for you know do- people like donald trump to, oh yeah he never did anything when he was in office he would like claim a bunch of like bipartisan stuff that he like got on the phone with because he would because he could he could get people with news cameras to film him listening to a voicemail or talking to donald trump on the phone and the reason why Donald Trump talked to, talked to Matt Gates on the phone is because one, they both are at the same level of overall intelligence, and two, like they are they are part of this like performative like fee- like Matt Gates understands that this is the boss man. I do performative bootlicking, and then he lets me go be a tiny little monster all over the entire now country. Um, and it's, it's kind of the perfect intersection of like Gates and his dad is about this sort of like new, like absolutely like unhinged, like media based politics. And then like the money of the Paul, the sort of political machine that came before him. And that led to people like, you know, now Senator Rick Scott, like there's a Um, reason Marjorie green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's this like. Like if you if you attach it to sort of the larger fundraising apparatuses that come from these people, I mean, there's a reason why Matt Gates gets a bunch of money from the healthcare industry. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. because there's historic connections there, and also because Florida is a notorious playground for like doing like tr- doing fraud with healthcare, um, and it, it, like people are constantly doing Medicare fraud here. Include yeah, Senator Rick Scott. Um, really, really good example at the time, the largest case of Medicare fraud in history. Um, nice. Nice. and that was before he was elected governor. This is like, I, I, I am well documented in making horrifying predictions about Florida politicians and not again, not to toot my own horn because I'm not happy about this, but always being correct. Um, and it makes it sound like I have some Florida man soothsaying powers or that I'm really, really crazy, crazy seasoned in Florida politics. Neither of those things are true. One, I've lived here most of my life. Two, I have a good amount of experience in Florida politics. But really, it's about following the money. 
people who yeah. are at the best who are at the best position to make like a big splash in Florida politics are people who have unlimited money. And the people who have unlimited money here are generally executives from very, very large industries that they can sort of like be generic businessmen y enough to where like like no one from the sugar industry we have a we have big sugar here. There's a big political like sugar industry that mm-hmm. like has a tendency to like like destroy the environment <laughs> and that has like one of the biggest lobbies in Tallahassee. And you know, like fund and support uh coups and invasions into mm-hmm. Caribbean countries mm-hmm. for the sake of producing sugar. You know, literally long long history connected. of that. <laughs> like one one hundred percent. And it has like manifested itself in this really fun political machine, but that has become really toxic in Florida, mostly because they also cause all these algae blooms that like ruin tourism and like mm-hmm. ruin like people's ability to go outside without you know getting weird lung things. So <laughs> like it's it's like it it smells like shit, you know. Like we have to deal with red tide and stuff enough as it is, and so mm-hmm. it get like. That was just to say something like the sugar industry is very toxic, well-known in Florida politics. Like a, like a healthcare executive, just like, I take care of old people. This is the like, this is how like the Rick Scott automaton like sort of model is able to work here is because there's there's enough of a like history of sort of rough and tumble Republican politics there's enough of a cohesion between them and like the mechanisms of capital part- because it's a particularly free market here because we don't have state income tax. So a whole bunch of rich people move here and you, and they already had people connected to power who were willing to um, basically give them a playground and unlimited money to do whatever they wanted. And ergo the Republicans have tri- have had suit. They had a super majority in the state house at one point <laughs> they have tried trifectas there's one elected democrat sorry i'm baked what do we call it again the, she's the finance person what do we call them do we cfo do we call them this i think it's we like call a, is she like a treasurer or she's like the she's the cfo yeah she's the, the chief financial officer of the state I, I we have because we have two of those ones a cabinet position or she, uh she, she's the uh no i'm sorry she's the agricultural commissioner her name is okay. Nikki Freed. She's from South Florida. She's a lobbyist. There's one elected Democrat at in the executive cabinet at the state level, and she's uh got elected in large part based off of her work as an advocate for marijuana legalization, but she's a lobbyist. Uh, marijuana legalization in Florida was, for example, um, given out to like seven companies. There's like seven companies who can sell weed here, and they're all owned by like really 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 wealthy people so like mm. even mm. the democratic politicians that people are like you know would want to be so excited about like Gwen fucking graham or whatever who was in congress for a while who like one of the 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 front runner for the candidate for governor in the democratic primary who came in second to andrew gillum andrew gillum was the upset was gwen graham gwen graham is the daughter of bob graham who was the governor of florida and a senator from Florida, the only Democratic politician in the state for years and years and years and years. Um, yeah, basically, there is like there there is Florida politics is a circle that's like about that big, 
but it's as deep as like humanly possible. One second, Bino. But it's as deep as humanly possible because you could just fill it with infinite money. It's it's crazy. It's it's the nexus of elderly voters who will tend to swing towards conservative politics for a number of reasons. You got a huge population of those folks. You've got uh, exile populations from Cuba, which uh, are still bitter about, you know, Batista being kicked out of the country. And then you've got all of these other industries, like you're saying, sugar uh, and I guess now, you know, healthcare focused on elderly folks that are just extracting massive profits and they've basically been able to capture the whole state not to mention the fact that you know florida is a place where lots of drugs have been smuggled through historically uh and that you know there there's there's a broader connection there with the war on drugs and conservative politics that i don't Mm -hmm. even want to sidetrack on but it's it's crazy it's so it's so crazy i don't blame my parents for leaving that state. I was born there and they left that state. I, I think, you know, primarily for job reasons, but um I'm I'm very glad they did because otherwise I would probably know as much as you do about the ins and outs of <laughs> of this place. And you know, getting back to Matt Gates, it's it's so wild that you know, your description of the the way that Republican um, leaning and conservative sort of like healthcare profiteers uh, position themselves, and then you've got echoes of that. It's not the same thing, but at least in my mind, I can sense some echoes of that in the way that, like, for example, Matt Gates embraced the QAnon movement and the QAnon's movement's obsession with sex trafficking uh, and child sex trafficking in particular, and how that had become a central pole of a lot of these conspiratorial, uh, you know, theories and assertions coming out of this, this movement of people. And then, you know, of course, of course, one of the people that they have supported politically gets wrapped up in a pedophilia slash sex trafficking, allegedly, pedophilia and sex trafficking scandal uh and and then for that movement to then back him like in the past three days uh the QAnon movement has been talking about how they don't believe any of these things and that they support him uh and and marjorie green has said the same thing and she's like you know the QAnon candidate and it's just uh classic projection uh, classic Republican projection. I mean, the healthcare comparison is perhaps way less accurate than, you know, the the previous era's closeted Republican scandals, where, you know, some of the most vociferously anti-gay rights Republicans end up getting caught up in some sort of gay sex scandal, which, once again, I don't give a shit who they sleep with, but the fact that this hypocrisy is is so so blatant uh is 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 really telling and it's it's just this pattern and of course someone who looks as creepy and is as unhinged as Matt Gates is is going to get wrapped up in 
a freaking pedophilia scandal, which, you know, uh, I'm sure if any uh, libertarians are listening to this, you, you might be screaming and slamming your desks and saying, it's a fibophilia. It's a fibophilia. They're di- it's different than pedophilia. And I don't give a shit. Uh, it is still not okay for him you to were be looking for soliciting reason, sex reason with 17-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're listening to the wrong podcast. Go listen to the Reason Magazine podcast. I'm sure they're gonna have some very principled arguments mm-hmm. about why Matt Gates should be allowed to solicit sex from a 17 year old and then pay for them to cross state lines in order so yeah. he can do that. You know, yeah. uh, ugh, ugh, goddamn. It's a lot, but like, I mean, I, the the only thing that I fear that some people will use it to do, like, we, we don't make these points to try and exceptionalize Florida and Florida politics. Nope. Part of the reason why Florida feels so exceptional to people, one is because, yeah, it's kind of a weird snake. It's kind of a weird, it, it's just a weird place to live. We've got alligators and weird birds. There's a lot of bugs. It's really hot. Mm-hmm. People get weird when it's hot outside. That's why weird shit happens in the summer here. You also There's... have sunshine laws, which expose a lot of <laughs> this the is weird crimes. Yeah. yeah, this is this yeah. is where. I'm... So I I'm very very familiar with this. There's a there's a there's a law on the books in Florida called Florida and the Sunshine. It's a it's it's uh, basically what it means is that if there's public money going toward some agency program, some place where public money is being utilized in some way shape or form passing through it falls under florida sunshine law which basically means that that information needs to in some way shape or form be made public this is documentation uh, this is including meeting minutes emails um all kinds of stuff the reason why i know it is because I was an elected member of student government in undergrad. Student government collects an activities and service fees along with people's tuition money. And it, it bundled within that money, it, basically the activities and service fees that funds people's, uh, that funds the student government uh, in Florida is considered, makes student governments um, uh, under the under uh, the eyes of Sunshine Law, so twenty one year olds or whatever I was like twenty six, but it took me a long time to get through school. Uh, have to basically deal with very complex public transparency laws um, in order to remain, you know, you know, <laughs> compliant. Uh, and so as a result, there's this sort of there's a there's a there's always an excess of very flashy, interesting news stories accompanying accompanying mug shots, um, etc. That have led to Florida's particular reputation, and then there's the more recent stuff, which is all the elections, um, sort of let's call them snafus. I'm going to choose to call them snafus. Um, that you know. We, we, we have hanging chads, we have voter disenfranchisement, we have, basically, Florida was a state that was established, like, if we take colonization out of the picture just for a second, it was established to, sort of, as extensions of various industries, 
and then was expanded upon by further extensions of those industries. And then Disney came here. And now, Florida. Uh, <laughs> it's com- it's complicated. It's always going to be complex. Part of the reason why I seem so crazy is because of uh, transparency laws here. And another part of it is because it's a big state with very significant and very invested moneyed interests that have been here for a long time that have historical legacies that they're sort of like bring sort of just kind of bringing back in 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 the sort of changes in the mode of production this is why i think a sort of marxian take on the analysis of florida is necessary in order for people to first of all shut the fuck up about it on twitter florida is always going to be more complicated than people think it is but it's always more simple also than people think it is. While there's a lot of moving parts, what's most important is follow the money. What is industry doing? How is it going? And who is at its levers who also has either connections or is in Tallahassee? Um, the Gates family are fairly new to Florida. Gates is a, his dad moved here. Um, he was born here. But Gates has always... I mean, Don Gates has always stayed connected to politics, whether it was through lobbying as well as a healthcare executive, or then after he finished in the state Senate, now he chairs some fund to like distribute the money that acts as restitution for the BP oil spill or something like that. So he's still sitting on a board with a bunch of money. He's got companies as well that he like... He has a property leasing company and in another one where the boards are just filled with his family members. There is a whole bunch of really skeezy money stuff going on to where Matt Gates was able to make donations to his own campaigns uh, despite making like $30,000 a year or whatever. But a lot of that stuff was probably in some way, like if you think about it in terms of campaign finance law, a lot of that stuff probably ended up being legal. Based Part off of the way, course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, based off of the way that these companies were now, Florida had unlike Texas, we have limitations on insta- on campaign contributions, um, and so there's more to get around in terms of state election law. But at the same time, it's not hard if you. It's all about the money. If you have the resources, the time necessary in order to figure out how to sort of like create very like buy up properties put those properties, buy up properties under corporations, have people sitting on boards of corporations to create necessary plausible deniabilities to where even if it is clearly like campaign, like like money laundering and like like use, using a property to like launder money and then give it to your son so he can sh- like gift it to a shitty congressional campaign and then win because he received four hundred thousand dollars in campaign contributions or some Jesus. shit the first time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's the, the, it's so skeezy, but they don't even have to think about it because you got they got people for that. That you get the people for that and you get them to do it. It's the same thing that guys like Rick Scott do. It's the reason why they have unlimited amount of money when they can run, and it's the reason why Rick Scott does not lose elections. He hasn't lost elections because he has unlimited money, and he knows how to run a Republican campaign, which is stick to your talking points and don't blink. 
that's just because Rick Scott doesn't ever blink. If you watch it for people who are familiar, <laughs> like just watch that guy. He does not blink hardly at all. It's uh, it's amazing. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So <laughs> this is a total track switch, but uh, I was trying to find out if uh, Matt Gates was in a fraternity, like, and if I could figure out which fraternity he was in uh while he was in college because mm-hmm. you know in, in my mind there's like this like straight line between fraternity culture writ large at least as i uh interacted with it and understood it when i was an undergrad and this sort of behavior that mr gates and his cohorts engage in and and so there's two things that came up when i was looking into this well one, this just came out a few hours ago, and, and this is, I think, an example of the sort of behavior that I'm talking about uh, that doesn't even escalate to, you know, sort of uh, this gross sort of locker room sharing of mm. naked photos and point scoring sort of behavior that he's been documented as engaging in. Uh, but apparently him and the... Uh, Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg left a very strange voicemail on a Democratic Florida representative Anna Escamani's uh, voicemail. And the transcript was basically, yeah, so Greenberg says, My dear Anna, this is your favorite tax collector. I'm up in the panhandle with your favorite U.S. congressman, Mr. Gates. And Gates says, Hi, Anna. And Greenberg says, Uh... We're just chatting about you and your lovely qualities and your – and then Gates cuts him off. We think you're the future of the Democratic Party in Florida. And then Greenberg says, see, I know you're the future of it. There's no thinking involved. Anyway, uh, if you get this and you feel like chatting, give me a shout back. So she's very, very strange, kind of very creepy. And then in the same article, she says uh, that – it, it followed another uncomfortable situation where uh, Greenberg apparently asked her to lunch and seemed, quote, high the entire time, which, yeah. you know, no, 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 um, you know, nothing wrong with getting a little stoned every now and then. But if it becomes a strange pattern where you're, he you wasn't, know, he wasn't stoned. Yeah, he was, he was probably zooted off the toot toot. And, and so, uh, you know, that was one funny thing that I found. But another thing that I funny, funny thing that I found was. Oh, I got it, stuff on all that. And, so. you know, this, this is directly back to the fraternity line. Uh, in all places, uh, gamefacts.gamespot.com, which is a, <laughs> it's a forum. And uh, it's uh, a no, it's the it, um, it's called the paper of record. Thank so, you very much. So in in uh, <laughs> Kyle's world, this is the paper of record, and and this is a perfect tie-in. World. The uh, left, do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> global so, the global proletarian movement. <laughs> so you know, in the global proletarian movement, which involves video games, uh, this is <laughs> a very important source. And two years ago, uh, there was a topic uh, which was, should fraternities be banned on all campuses or left to do like always? And one of these commenters, uh, the underscore superstar, said, Matt Gates is why frats should be banned. And he is why hazing has been legislated against. <laughs> and so then they get into... This, uh, yeah, the next person says, of course, 
what would panhandle politics be without a dead body? And then they proceed to recount how Gates's roommate at Florida State University was reportedly found dead under suspicious circumstances while they were undergraduate students. The same political machine that drove Sansom from office was used to cover up the circumstances of Gates's death, allegedly. Uh, sources close to the investigation of the death, however, told WMR and that the Florida Department of Law Enforcement investigated the death as a possible homicide but the agency was later politically pressured to rule it as a suicide. Once again, I'm just reading someone's post. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this sounds like uh, more or less what I expected, that he uh, participated in some sort of hazing culture. Uh, and and one of the, the last things that I found, this is the third thing that I found, is a very strange sort of thing, but there was a... A shooting in 2014, uh, a man shot three people at Florida State University uh, and sent mysterious packages. Apparently, Gates knew this guy in college and had been uh, in the same, you know, political club is how they described it. And this is the quote from then state rep Matt Gates. Uh, the, the man's name was his last name was May, uh, the man who shot three people. And this is the quote from Matt Gates, which says his fraternity nickname was Sensitive Joe, and it was fitting. So, um, just a, a very strange collection of things that Google uh, helped me find about his his college days, which I unfortunately haven't been able to figure out exactly which fraternity he was involved in, because I would, you know, then just gladly search name of fraternity sexual assault scandal or name of fraternity fsu hazing scandal so on and so forth and i'm i'm almost guaranteed to have gotten some series of results that would have it you know further illustrated this but i think anyone who has ever been uh in a university setting that had fraternities on campus i, I don't think i need to say much more about this i think the point is is pretty clear that uh you know we've got a bunch of frat boys matt gates included that are in various positions of power and they continue to use these positions of power to behave in the same sort of ways that they behaved in in college uh, at least with regard to uh how they treat women yeah so like you, you mentioned a different name throughout that greenberg series. yeah joel greenberg so uh i'm familiar with joel greenberg because i well i've since moved to the county south of where he was a tax collector but i was involved in party politics and electoral politics in seminole county um for an, a couple of years while he was elected um first of all joel greenberg is 100 percent as much, if not way more of a prick than he ever sort of put himself out there to be. Um, there, like his, there is no bounds to his uh, prickdom, as I'm calling it now. A uh, an asshole and very arrogant. Quite frankly, he felt a little bulletproof. Well, we now know that he definitely felt bulletproof because he, you know, had his own little string of scandals and. In terms of impersonating a police officer, uh, we know that, like, they, I, they reported, I think, recently that he, that there was, like, 
think it was yesterday they reported that there's footage of him and Gates like going through like baskets of driver's licenses inside of like a inside of a DMV after it was closed one time. Uh, and that I well we know that Greenberg took driver's licenses for some reason and was using them for I can't remember exactly why, but like What's the fuck? He like this is a, a tax collector. But here's the thing that people don't understand. The Seminole County tax collector makes more than a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's what a full time job. It's a full time job. Yeah, you make like a hundred and something thousand. Like, let, let me let me look at him. That's uh, that's a lot of money for. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a, a part. It's a position. partisan position too. Yeah. Oh. 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 Here's a an Orlando Sentinel. Oh, there's his stupid fucking face. God, I hate him. Uh. Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg gives $3.5 million in consultant contract salaries to friends and associates. It's from the Orlando Sentinel. From Lauren Ritchie, good reporter, uh, October 4th, 2019. This, the thing about the Seminole County tax collector is that it's someone who you, you make a big salary. It's a full-time job. You have a decent amount of power. He's what, you're, you're one of the highest elected politicians in the entire county. Um, and so... What Gates and Joe Greenberg were doing and demonstrating was to, for any disagreements that she and I may have in politics, she knows that she has my respect um, quite a bit. Uh, a more movement-based politician like Anaskmani, um, I actually I live in Anaskmani's district. Um, funny enough, but uh, you know. While I'm not necessarily a liberal and far to the left of that, um, what they were diagnosing is that the problem with their own politics, which is that like they're like, yeah, you're you're the next big Democratic politician in the state. Yeah, no fucking shit. If you have like two eyeballs, she's one of the only competent members of the Democratic Party in the entire state. So if you have any if you if you have any sense of what's going on at all, you understand that. But what they were doing is they were telling us something more valuable than that mm -hmm. which is that if they had been different guys in different districts doing different something different like with their careers or whatever with different families or whatever and it would have been convenient for them to be democrats to get into elected office these guys would have been democrats they would have these are two people joel greenberg matt gates these are people who will say and do anything to get attention yeah. and eventually power so they can do exactly what you're saying, Stephen. Basically, in that continue college, where they didn't, where they could get bailed out for their con for, like the consequences for their actions, to where they could not be held accountable for the things that they do to people who don't have power, for the things that they do to women, for the things that they do to young people, for the things that they do to their constituents. Like they don't need to feel responsibility for those things because they have connection to money and connection to power. And you put that in contrast with like, again, we'll just use Anna as an example, who was like, her parents were Iranian immigrants. She's a political director for Planned Parenthood. Um, she's like a, she's a good one. She's on the side of labor. She came out in favor of our labor organizing campaign around here, the commies and the anarchists. You know, like we had a real campaign and she was supportive. Everyone awesome. gets you, you when you when you show up, you get points from me because that's just what being good to labor is. And I'm part of labor around here, apparently. Um, there, there's contrasts at work here that I think are really striking. Um, 
and you place that in just this kind of third dimension in Florida politics, I'll just stick another politician in there and I'll stick a Democrat in there and a conservative Democrat. It's a federal politician who's my congressional representative that people should be familiar with. Her name is Stephanie Murphy. She's uh, one of those people who's like still a blue dog for some reason. She's that conservative. She's a Republican. She was a Bush foreign policy appointee mm. in like, I can never remember what her actual job was being appointed, which we all know what that means. She's a CIA spook. Uh, she <laughs> is an absolute op. Like Stephanie Murphy is definitely going to run for the governor of Florida, by the way. Florida, let's call it Florida governor primary. Let's see. Let's see if this one pans out because we're it's standing, gonna, we're standing here at the gates of hell. Uh, the race is going to be Charlie Crist, Gwen Graham again. That one I got from somebody else. That one's not me. Uh, Ann Eskamani. God bless her. Uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Mur no, no, Murphy's going to run for Senate. Murphy's going to run for Senate against Rubio. I may be missing something, but that's generally how the prize <laughs> So a whole bunch of people who all look exact, who are all exactly the same. And then Anna Eskamani, that's going to be the Democratic primary. And then Stephanie Murphy is going to run against Marco Rubio. But anyway, Stephanie Murphy is a very conservative Democrat um, who uh, uh, represents basically like a suburb of Winter Park. A sub suburb of Orlando called mm -hmm. Winter Park. I'm familiar that, with it. Yeah, like, like, we're on like the like tip, 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 tip over off of 1792 State Road in the very northern part of it. And if you look about like five miles out my, I'm, this is a podcast. I'm pointing out my window. Five miles out my window, east, you start you hit this part of town that's like, man, it's money. Um, and when people are online complaining about rich liberals, these are the rich liberals that they're complaining about. Um, they suck ass and they do everything that they can to empower the most like heinous Democrats in Congress, like Stephanie Murphy, who will never, ever, 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 ever get my vote. I vote for shitty Democrats all of the time. Stephanie Murphy sucks so much. She will. N I leave it blank. I left it blank this past time. She's not. She doesn't need my vote. She wins by like eight points every single time. Principle though. <laughs> she. You will never get my vote. You're a foreign policy monster. You're a right wing asshole. But here's the thing. She represents this other sort of like prism in Florida politics that is this extension and connection to either foreign service. The nonprofit sector mm. that is incredibly prevalent with conservative Democrats as well. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. it's nonprofit healthcare. So it's the nonprofit industrial complex, but it's the it, they're the nice healthcare people instead of a universalized government-based program. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no wonder all of these Democrats they're opposed to universal government, like social democratic programs like Medicare for all. And well, you know, I wonder fucking why. These people, these people are fucking awful, and it's almost all of them. And they are opportunists, and they are like, they are at varying degrees. Not all of them are Matt Gates's is the problem. Matt Gates says the quiet part loudly. Oh, he's an he's an egotist. 
he he is the kind of person that uh, in 2018 he had in given a ticket to someone as his guest of honor at a big event, and the guy had been posting the N word on Twitter. It was just yeah. like blatantly embracing people who are racists. A big fan of Alex Jones, you know, will say anything, will do anything for the reaction and for the attention and has has gone headfirst into this QAnon far right like you know crypto fascist nexus of people that uh you know are are unhinged but we know that like about those people it's so blatantly obvious what you're describing this this much more sort of pernicious non-profit complex same sort of thing happens here in dallas where so many of our you know sort of essential services uh are are basically propped up by non-profits or are delivered by non-profits and you know we've had this emergency fund that the mayor raised money uh, from you know rich people after the horrible winter storm that devastated a ton of people's homes and you know really fucked up a bunch of people's lives and they've been giving out money to a bunch of organizations and does you know several of them many of them don't even provide sort of like direct material assistance uh, that people would need people do need frankly and and these things you know these organizations uh, I, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm sure that they don't actually have an interest in solving the f- underlying problems that they're addressing because then they would cease to exist as institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all about Florida's sort of healthcare industry and that they've, you know, generated a bunch of these do-goodery nonprofit organizations in fo- in Florida that are, you know, just fronts for the status quo um you know meanwhile we're talking on a podcast uh, produced by a, a non-profit literary organization god damn it uh, <laughs> it's di- it's different when you're filling fi- when you're filling artistic vacuums than filling the vacuums left by the austerity of George- of jeb bush yeah no doubt like... no doubt and it's, it's also different whenever we you know like we get our funds directly from readers and listeners and you know we're not like getting the amazon literary grant like that's that's not what we're doing that you know we'll... you're not getting your funds from reader and listener aka your venture capitalist like funder right like... right right <laughs> but yeah you know i think what what is interesting about mr gates is that he is like emblematic he is he is like a pure distillation of how fucked up the right-wing party has become to the point where, you know, the left-wing... I, 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 that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The liberal party... The, lef- know, the lefter. The lefter. The, the one that is not, uh, you know, openly fascistic. It, they don't have to do too much to impress anybody that is just... You know, totally. Oh, they don't even totally do that because the they. Kool-Aid. Yeah, like people. Well, they don't even they don't even do that here because the Democrats lose all the fucking time. The Florida Democratic Party is filled to the absolute brim with the biggest 
fucking losers in this state. They are losers because they don't win elections. And I'm sorry if that hurts anybody's feelings, but it is literally fact. They lose all the fucking time. They lose what should be slam dunk elections. They go out of their way. If you have the inside track as to what happens in Florida Democratic Party politics, you hear about the FDP taking over political campaigns and tanking them, Andrew Gillum. This is what happens when we let money dictate politics because you know the people who are chairing the Florida Democratic Party or who are running the Florida Democratic Party? They're fucking South Florida millionaires. South Florida millionaires who are ta- who are deciding like like oh this is the party of working people and then just alienating and alienating all of those same people and then punishing them for when they don't they don't pay enough particular fealty to your shitty organization Man. i'm not saying that there is no difference between other republican politicians in the state and matt gates I'm not saying that there isn't dif- a difference between Democrats and Matt Gates or various Democrats or whatever, but what I'm saying is that in order to understand the depths of the problem in Florida politics, you need to understand that Matt Gates is not unique. In fact, he's just one of the more explicit, obnoxious ones because of this new media apparatus. Right. And you need to look up more names. You need to look up the name Dennis Baxley. Oh, you need to look up the name Dennis Baxley. You need to look up... Philip Levine, you need to look up Buddy Dyer, you need to look up, I'm naming a lot of Democrats here, the Republicans, they're all shitheads, we understand this, every elected politician, look up the mayor of Jacksonville, look look at the people who are at the centers of power in Florida, Democrats, Republicans, almost every single one of them, absolute cretin monster, like it's, it's bad, and Gates is barely a tip of the iceberg. He's barely a tip of the iceberg, to be completely honest. And that's what's so sad about it. He has a lot of attention and a lot of power. He's done a lot of really messed up stuff. And he can eat shit for it. I'm not going to root along with the liberals, like, to like celebrating the FBI doing anything. Because fuck the FBI, too. But at the same time, just, like, I'm, like, it's, you know, it's not even close to encapsulating the difficulty we have with Florida politics. Maybe... Almost. At the very least, what might happen is that you might get, you know, someone like Gates at all to actually legalize marijuana in in Florida. <laughs> because look what happened when Cuomo dealt with the heat of a sexual harassment slash assault scandal uh, or any form of sexual scandal. He delivered on something that he had been dragging his feet on. Because he was looking to, you know, basically create goodwill and distract from this horrible situation that, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like he's going to be brought down because of. Like, it seems like he's going to skate away on this. And and I wonder if Gates is going to similarly skate, skate through it and if the reaction of his base is anything to judge. I mean, it's very early, but... You know, if QAnon is already whipping themselves up into these pretzels, uh, twisting themselves into these pretzels and saying, oh, hey, you know, this is bullshit and we support him 100 um, percent. I just I just don't have a lot of hope that, you know, you're going to 
take down take down someone who's so blatantly a monster because they got exposed for being a monster like i, I don't know oh I, he's he's not going to survive this but it's not going to matter that's the it's it's actually the more depressing it's the third secret most depressing option oh great great which, which is that like even if you think a Democrat would make some fucking amount of difference in like federal politics or as part of the Florida delegation to Congress or whatever, they're never going to win in that district. Mm-hmm. Put that aside. That's not going to. Ha- it's not going to happen. Right. Um, that is not a district where Democrats can play. So whoever wants to think that that's the case, well, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, this the second thing, like the thing that may be useful for people to think about it is use Donald Trump as an example. Has the GOP thrown away Donald Trump like, 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 <laughs> like Andy throwing away a toll? Like, I don't want to play with you anymore. I mean, they didn't have much of a choice. They got stuck with him. But like, did they throw him away immediately the second that they could and try and do everything they can to just kind of like let him exist without him actually be here? Yeah, absolutely. But that's just because. He has, like, I, I think they're understanding that, like, he has, like, embedded himself enough into sort of the politics of the GOP that they're going to be able to swing the people that they need to in swing districts, or they're going to be able to sort of refocus their strategy on working class voters, which is something that they've already been doing over the past couple of years with their messaging. You're going to notice that people are going to start doing Josh Hawley's message. Did you see when Marco Rubio endorsed the Amazon campaign, the unionization campaign? Marco uh, Rubio came out in favor of it. I, I had seen that and I was confused by it. I mean, it seemed like it was nakedly opportunistic. But the thing is, it, it is. It doesn't matter if it yeah. achieves a result that he wants. None of the none, nothing matters when it comes to the GOP in general. As long as it achieves what they need to, gets the messaging to the people that they wanted to get to, they'll just start. Like they understand this because this is how they do politics and this is how they win. And so. We have, like, they wait, like, Wang, Donald Trump, the man, not Donald Trump, this weird mishmash of beliefs and his media strategy. Do they need Donald Trump, the man, if they can retain all of that other stuff? No, absolutely not. No one needs him, like, at all. He's, he's completely superfluous. He is an outgrowth on capitalism. But, like, since the party is doing a fairly decent job of coalescing around and retaining sort of this next shift in their sort of post tea party Trumpian form, then like he's replaceable. And so you think about it, is Matt Gates replaceable? Yes. Yes. Is Matt Gates replaceable? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So fucking replaceable. He is not worth the Florida GOP, the national GOP because the RNC and the, the RNCC is implicated in this because he's a congressman now. Like, he's not worth saving because they've got 800 million different Matt Gates who aren't going to be obnoxious on TV, who aren't going to have the president of the United States come into their defense. They no longer have to give a shit about Matt Gates. He just gave them the out to stop having to deal with him because I'm not going to lie. Republicans at the center of power probably don't like Matt Gates very much. Why? Because he's annoying and he's just a little weasel. He look at his face. Look at a picture of that man. He is exactly how he looks. <laughs> and so he is of use to nobody. He is not you. He is a fail son. He is a congressional fail son. He really is. And like he he failed by not ever really getting started and actually doing anything. He just kind of start he went to college and then he got a job at this like 
this law firm that is notorious for putting people in in conservative politics, and then he just was in the state house. Well, I wonder how that happened when his dad was in the fucking state senate. His dad was a was a politician. It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. But at the end of the day, I don't think Gates will survive this. And I think the reason why is because the RNC can finally be rid of him and replace him with someone who will say, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Please, like, just step on my fucking neck or whatever. Matt Gates, for all of his disgusting, awful qualities, one of the only things, like Donald Trump, useful about him is that he makes those people's lives an absolute hell. Yes. Like, yes. he drives them insane. So, you know, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah, you, you know, um, there's there's something something fucked up about how I might miss uh, having such a craven, you know, twisted, disgusting, absolutely unhinged motherfucker in the spotlight because... You know, like your to your point, he he forces everybody to make excuses for his behavior. Uh, he says all the quiet parts loud, and uh, you know that that kind of makes it easier to just show how it is a culture that is, you know, not under the water. Like it is now fully above. He is that bit of the iceberg that is poking its head above the water and demonstrating how this, you know, fraternity culture is embedded deeply in our state houses and that we've got these, you know, fucking assholes who have never been told no in more than one way running the show and getting away with all of their crimes. Uh, Florida and Texas Republican lawmakers at the very top have a lot in common when it comes to, you know, their, uh, you know, borderline, if not legit, like, like straight up criminality. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll miss him in a perverse way. Like I'll, I'll miss him when he's gone in a sort of perverse way because, uh, it, it, he is, he is just like a totem for everything that is, is fucked up with the Republican party, but it doesn't mean that he's an exception. He's not unique to all of your points. He's, he's just like, um, you know, the herpes sore that finally showed up on their lip and they, they hate it. Trump. Donald Trump. It's the same, like, it's the same, it's the same thing. You you have this disgusting, misogynistic, like, just like, Ellie Valley come drawing come to life. Right, right. Like, no, that's that that doesn't do justice to Ellie because Ellie can still fucking eviscerate all of these people. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's 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 just like I I don't know I don't know how I would interact with someone like this in real life like if i were to be in the same not human <laughs> room as this person yeah I, I would i would i don't know i would be like you know rending my clothes i'd be ripping out my hair there'd be like screaming and wailing i feel like it would be like a biblical scene. gnashing of the wailing and gnashing of teeth exactly yes. exactly it would just i i feel like i would you know either get into a fight or i would it I, I don't know what would happen. I, I feel like there would be some revelation that would occur where either I would rip off their mask and it would be like in the fucking scene from Mars Attacks where like, you know, the fucking alien rips off the female head. And I'm like, I knew it! I knew it! Um, 
Or, or I would just, you know, have that like dark realization of the <laughs> the the true banal evil that is mankind. And I would probably like leave the room muttering to myself about how like we we need to be rid of this world. Like we just need to go extinct already because if if this is what we can produce and we can't, you know, get it under control, then we are doomed. We are I just doomed. became I just be immediately become a Heideggerian. Like I, I, I like. yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. I want a seven hundred book of a seven hundred. I want a seven hundred page book about hammers and anxiety, and like, this is this this is this is my mode. This is my desired mode of living, rather than a yeah. Like I, I'm I, I'm just go, I'm just going to sort of like swim around in these questions of existence instead of you know trying to. What is I? Yeah. What is Stephen? What is what is politics really? What? what? <laughs> it's it's uh like it's like it's like fighting. It's like a form of fighting without weapons. Mm. You know, that's that's one way of thinking about it. Well, sometimes there's weapons. Some sometimes there is there are weapons. Yeah. Sometimes. I was a tracker. That's something people might like. People. So I was a tracker for the Democratic Party. You want to hear camp? crazy fucking campaign politics stories i have so many yeah tell, tell tell me this and then you know i i'm gonna have to say we we're gonna have to close this chapter before you know we walk through the gates of hell my uh i'm trying to remember my name uh john john folson was the fake identity i used to sign up for people's email list mm-hmm. and to get on to uh Basically, to start getting to get as close to newsletters and close to inside of this is the part that I wasn't supposed to, but I was really good at getting in people's like private Facebook groups for their like political campaigns to figure out what they're doing. A tracker is the person who they they this used to be a much more prevalent thing. There are these people called trackers who were paid by you're a political operative who was paid by the party or by a campaign or by a candidate to follow their opponent to their various public events, not breaking any laws, not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You're actually trained to be excessively polite. You find a spot in the back of the room and you stand there and you film and you hope that someone fucks with you. Um, And the whole time you just say, no, I'm here as a public advantage. Please do not touch me. Please don't touch. I said, you know, you know, you're a reporter. You know the drill. Yeah, yeah. Um, That happened to me at that mask burning event. (laughs) This is, it did. And like, see, this is, Steve's congratulations on all your work in the Daily Beast recently. <laughs> like, see, like, thank you. Uh, like, you just kind of, and so I had a bunch of I had a bunch of fake names and fake email addresses that I still use to get like free Netflix, and I still use to get free Hulu. Thank you, Democratic Party, for underpaying me. Um, but no, I, uh, uh, I. I slept on I slept on a pile of yard signs in an office when I couldn't afford rent because I was underpaid by a campaign. Thanks, Democratic Party. Um, no, here. Okay, and then the sandwich. Uh, happy story, two sad ones, and now a happy one again. I worked on a political campaign in Alaska, and I lived on an island in Southeast Alaska. Shout out to the great citizens of Sitka, Alaska. 
And shout outs particularly to the members of the Alaska Longline Fishermen Association who I have never been that drunk in my entire... None of you are listening to this, but if like Swifty or Eric or any of Eric's kids... And by kids, the two men in their 40s who are his sons. I'm forgetting their names again. Uh, Thank you for um, making... A bunch of fishermen told me to play hooky when I had to work late and I didn't want to and I was having a bad day and to go get hammered with them because it was the end of the open for king salmon and they were a bunch of salmon trawlers. And I got so unbelievably drunk that I had to take a break. Like on my, I had to walk my bike home um, and basically lean against it. I, I leaned against the side of a hill in a town that has like nine thousand people in it for like half an hour um, because a bunch of Alaskan fishermen got this like like Florida like homosexual like completely hammered um yeah shout outs to them i guess i don't know i'm sure oh buck 15 nice that's good what what and we went an hour it's an hour and 15 minutes Mm. okay yeah i was like for speaking colloquially for a second i was confused no this is this was good i mean i feel like this is a good uh little little casual episode unstructured without our without our captain we we somehow did not just float into the stratosphere and then pop uh due to the air pressure for we had a topic although although you know this is probably a perfect note to end it on um you know matt gates uh, i don't know if he's ever read any french philosophers that were active in the 60s and 70s but he would have had a lot in common with one particular issue that they uh, that they really focused on, or at least not really focused on, but they wrote a public letter about, uh, which was uh, the age of consent. So Matt Gates, mm. you know, go go read some Foucault. Uh, maybe you'll learn something uh, in addition to the fact that you you also have that in common. You know, I, I'm I guess I'll just close this out. Uh, by saying this was this was enjoyable. I hope you enjoyed the first Protean Pirate Radio Boys chat. It will hopefully not be the last. Um, you know we do we do miss our illustrious captain. Uh, you know Mel, she she is missed. She's um, you know we don't discriminate. I would say she's a, an honorary member of the boys. Uh, but um, you know without her here, it's. It's just us today, and you know we're we're live from the dinghy, and uh, we're gonna have to paddle this one back in, so uh, we don't we don't sink under the tide of our own ignorance and foolishness, which w- which would overwhelm us if we were to go on for longer than an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm full of wisdom, baby. <laughs> I, I, all right. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Next time. Thanks again for tuning in to Protean Pirate Radio. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us tonight. 
If you love what you're hearing and would like to support us as we navigate the uncharted waters of our dystopian present, please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash protean pod. Until next time.